Okay, let's get started on the review of yesterday's daf. Yesterday was daf Samach Bay's number 62. And today is Samach Gimel 63. We'll do a review of yesterday's daf. We are learning for Shlema. For all who need it. Amy Basvora, Hadassah Basronya, and anyone else who needs a refuah. And, um, okay. So, we saw yesterday what is the requirement of Pirivirivya. As we know, there's a first mitzvah in the Torah, is to procreate, to produce children. And the question is, what's the minimum? We saw in the Mishnah two opinions. We have the, the opinion of Beishamai, that it's uh, two males. The opinion of Beishilal, that it's a male and female. So the Gemara is trying to understand Beishamai's reasoning. We learn it from Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu, we are told, only had two sons, Gershom and Eliezer. And after that, he separated from his wife. If it's not okay to separate, then how would he do? So? How would he, would he have done so? So that's a raya that two boys is good enough. Okay, Basil says we learn it from creation. After all, creation Hashem created Adam and Chava, so that's two. Why didn't Beishamai learn it from creation? Because you can't learn what's possible from what's impossible. After all, it's impossible to have a world to continue without having a male and female in the beginning. So that was the necessary. But once there's the world already and there's plenty of uh, women available, so then maybe you could fulfill it with only two sons. And somebody else will provide the girls. You understand? Um, why didn't Basil learn from Moshe Rabbeinu? That's because Moshe did this on his own volition. It wasn't a directive from Hashem. Hashem was masking though in the end and that's where we're told that there were actually three decisions that Moshe made that Hashem agreed to after the fact number one he separated from his wife number two he broke the luchos and number three he um, he added one day of a separation before Maimed Harsinai before the revelation at Sinai so when he separated from his wife what was the basis he says look if Klal Yisrael who are coming to receive the Torah one time event are told that they need to separate from their wives. So, and they're only getting a one-time thing. And it's set in time. Still, the Torah says, don't come close to a woman. So I'm yuchad to, to have a speech, a talk from God every, on, a, all, on an ongoing basis. I don't have any set time, so surely I need to separate from my wife. And Hashem was moted him, greet him by saying, Lech amor lo Lahem, go tell them, Shubu Lahem Lahem. After Arsina, go back to your tents, go back to your wives. You should go back to um, being with your wives. And you stay here and stand with me, which you see that he agreed with Moshe that that was appropriate, uniquely appropriate for Moshe. Second thing that he did is he broke the Luchos. What was the basis? He says that since it says by Korm Pesach, that you're not allowed to eat, which is only one of the 613 commandments. That you're not a, that a ben nechor, somebody who is involved in idolatry, is not allowed to partake in the korban pesach. Lo yochal bo. Surely the entire Torah and the and the bnei Yisrael are a, a mumar because they got involved in the egalazov. They surely can't have anything to do with it, and that's why he broke it. And that's in fact, Hashem has agreed to him. It says, uh, you know, the luchos asher shibarta, which Rish Lakish explains, asher is like. Yiyasha kochacha, sounds similar, that you should get a shakoyach for having broken the luchos. And the adding of a day in the Maimon Harsinai, oh, by the way, I don't know if you, uh, um, I don't have an answer, but uh, I just want to share the question. 
the order is wrong. Which order? The order of the three things that Moshe decided is um, right. is out of order. No, chronologically. Chronologically, yeah. So it's, it's, it should have the lucha should have been last, and the separating the three days maybe is before. Uh, is before that. So I don't. I don't know. It's a, I don't. I didn't see any answer, but I just find it out of order. Anyway, well, just Miriam got into trouble because of it. Right, Miriam got in trouble because of that. Right. Anyway, but um, so the question is, how, what was the basis for adding another day? Because it says that Hashem told him that before the Maimon Arsina, you kidash the Mayom Machar, and he understood that means Hayom Kemachar that today should be the same length as the tomorrow, and tomorrow is including the night. So therefore, today also should have to include the night. So therefore, when he said. Today and tomorrow means two full days, so therefore it should be um, two full days besides for this morning. So it's really three days. Um, and uh, you see that Hashem agreed, because that's when the Shekhinah came down, only on the third day. Now Rabbi Nassim says a different shita in Beishama. He says that Beishama holds that you need two male and two female. And Beishel says only one male and one female. What's the basis for Rabbi Nassim's version of Beishama? It's based on Adam and Chava, because by Adam and Chava, it says it sounds like that there was it says about Taylor, as Achiv as as Hevel. So the S is Marba that there was another girl along with Cain. So there was Cain, and a, and a sister and Hevel and a sister. So they had four kids, and then after after Hevel got Cain killed Hevel. So they said Kishat they had another child Shays. And she said, why? Chava said, So you see that they wanted to fulfill the mitzvah of having the, the fourth child. So you see that it's a requirement even to have four. So the Chachamim disagree. They said that's just there with, she was thankful to Hashem to replace her, her child that passed. But not that that's necessarily a requirement. Now, we saw version B of Rabbi Nassan, which is that it's, Beishamai says that it should be both Zachar and Akim. I, I can even learn that. It says, it says in the Torah, I don't feel it by anyone else, he had more kids. Right? Afterwards. Yeah. But the, the, when it's, it's only from the basis of the fact that it says, Tachas, Tachas Hevel, which sounds like she needed to replace Hevel, the missing Hevel. You don't say that, but that she had more kids, that that was a requirement. Here, it's yeah, like a replacement. So that's where it's from. Anyway, but um, the second version is that uh, this next version of Rabbi Natsan is that Beis Hillel holds like Beis, uh, Beis Shammai holds Zachar and Nekeva. And Beis Hillel is, is even more makele than that. And it says either a male or a female. And that's because the Pasuk says, And he did a Shabbos. Now, what if a person, next Shiloh was, what if a person had children before he converts? And then he converts. So it's a machlok, and says, it works towards his period of Yerufi. He's not chayav to have children now. And uh, according to Rish Lakish, he's not makayim period of The reasoning of Rish Lakish is because of Gershon is Gershon. Now, this same machlokas between Rabbi Yechon and Rish Lakish is also relevant in another halacha, the same machlokas. It says if somebody had children when he was a Gentile, then he converts, and now he has children after he converts. According to Rabbi Yechonon, the firstborn after his conversion is not going to be a Bukhar Lenachla because it's not Rashis Ono anymore because he already had children from before. And only a Rashis Ono gets the firstborn rights of having a double, a double inheritance. 
And Rish Lakish says, it is, he does. And that's because, Gershon is Why do we, they need to argue in both cases? We get the idea. The answer is, is because it's not immediately obvious one from the other. If you only say the first din, uh, the first machlok between Rabbi and Rish Lakish, maybe only there Rabbi says it's din, because after all, Pirvia is rev- relevant to even Gentiles. So therefore, it makes sense that the kids that you have as a Gentile will count towards uh, to, towards the obligation. Okay, as opposed to, um, when it comes to inheritance, they don't have Hilchas Nachla, they don't have the laws of inheritance, so therefore, maybe you'd agree with Rish Lakish that, he's, that, that, that the kids from before don't count, and he's the firstborn uh, Jew uh, that he has would be, uh, would be considered Bechor uh, Lenachla. And if you would just say the second halacha, maybe that's where Rish Lakish says his halacha. But you'd agree with Rabbi Yochanan in the first case, because they do have a shaykhaz, at least for the concept of Purvu, and that's why we need to see the machlokas in both cases. Now, Rabbi Yochanan tries proving his point by Eska Akasha to Rish Lakish. It says in the Pasuk, Beradach Beladan Bebeladan Melech Bavel, which pretty much seems to be that it's a. That, that that they they that they do have children. You see, they have a shaykhaz by by going to their father. So he says that's while he was a guy. Yes, he does. That that's considered they have a, a, the father and the son. But after they convert, he doesn't have any connection to the previous life. Now, um, Rav says everybody agrees that even even Rabbi Yechonan who counts your kids as your kids and fulfills the mitzvah pruvu before you became Jewish. Not true with regards to a slave. The kids that he had as a slave don't fulfill your requirement if, once you're freed. And that's because they have no yichos at all. And that's because the Pasuk describes Evit Kanani as they're like property, they're like, in a sense, like an animal, and that, and that they don't really connect to their, uh, to their, their offspring, don't connect to the parents. Now, I, there's a puzzle that talks about Avakanainia of Mephibosheth, and it says that he had 15 sons. So the Gemara says that's not an indicator, because it didn't. It just says Par Ben Bakar. It's not, like, uh, the same idea uh, doesn't mean anything. Um, why, um, so what's the difference by the puzzle of Bradach Beladam Ben Beladam? The difference is because when you say the names, this is so-and-so, the son of so-and-so, that's already showing the Yichos. When you're saying that he had sons, that's like children, that's like offspring, it doesn't necessarily connect. Um, and, uh, or we find other psukim where we, we see a shalshalas, a, a, a yuksin, ben hadad, ben tavrim, ben chizayon, melech haram, you see that they count their ancestry, so that's an indication. Okay, next thing we talked about, what if somebody had children, but they died. Is that mess up your fulfillment of the mitzvah? So according to Rav Huna, no. You did a pirivrivya and you're yaitzir pirivrivu. The fact that they died is not your problem. Rabbi Yechonon says he does not mekayim pirivrivu. Rav Huna says he was mekayim because the apostle, it brings down from Rav Asi, it's coming up in today's daf, that the Mashiach is not going to be able to come until the, all the souls come into this world. Um, there's a certain number of souls that are in this you know, container, so to speak, that's called Guf. And once they're in the world, that's when Mashiach will come. Um, all the neshamas have to be in the world at the same time? No, but I'm saying like, you have to empty out all the neshamas. That's the idea. So like, uh, 
That's why it's a mitzvah to have children. But you brought the child into the world. That's your yard to that. And that's why he says that's why that's good enough, even if they died. Yechon says, And if it's not settling the world, because they passed away, so then you have to, ref- you have to do it more. Um, so then Gemara brought a question. It says, Grandchildren, fulfill your mitzvah like children. So doesn't that imply that uh, we think that it's talking about where the, if, the, if the, let's say, the son or the daughter dies. So by having a child, that fulfills that mitzvah. Now, obviously, it sounds like that death is not the best means that you have to keep going. So the Gemara says, no, maybe that just means to be mashlim. If you didn't do the full, full, the full mitzvah by your, by, with a son, because all you had is a son, not a daughter, so but your son can have a daughter, then that counts to you. Adoption counts? No. No, Gemara doesn't mention adoption as an option. Um, okay, next, um, the Gemara says, Kasha, uh, it says, if one of them dies, or it, it turns out that the child is, is not capable of having children, you don't fulfill Pirivivya, which disproves Ravuna, and that's the bottom line, that, the, that if the children die, you have to still have more children. Now, it says, So I thought that maybe a son for a son, or a daughter for a daughter, or for sure a daughter, a son from, from a daughter. But what if it's a daughter from a son? Is that good? Um, and he says, look, Rabbi says, So it does fulfill that. Um, now, um, it sounds like two from one is not good enough. Um, uh, so the Gemara says, is that true? But uh, doesn't Rabbi Yechelen say, um, get married and have children. And he says, look, I have grandchildren, my, my, the sons of my daughter, and that's good enough. That counts as my son. So the Gemara says, that, that which Rav Sheshes responded doesn't really prove anything because Rav Sheshes was already incapable of having children because he was in the Shear of Rav Huna, which went too long, and he lost his ability to have children because um, he had to go to the bathroom and he held it in too long. Now, uh, Rabbi said to Rav Barmari, how do you know that, the, what's the makar, the source for this idea that If it's coming from the, the rant of Lavan to Yaakov, Habanos, Binosai, Banim, Banai, so then, uh, that, then that really doesn't make so much sense because he also said that Sonsoni, obviously what he meant there is that you got him from me, that's why it's mine. So, but uh, the other answer is, comes from a different Pasuk, it's a different Yamim, that Chetzron married Bas Machir, Avi Gilad, and she gave birth to Sagov. And it says that the, from Machir came Mechokikim. And we know that it's Shevet Yehuda that's Mechokikim. So obviously his daughter's sons count as his son. Now, um, this, uh, our Mishnah, which says that there's a minimum of that all you need to fulfill, it does not follow the opinion of Rabbi Shua, because Rabbi Shua in the Brisa says that if a person got married in his youth, he should marry a wife in his older age. To have to, if he had children in his youth, he should have children in his older age. And it's based on the Pasuk in Kahalas, Babokir's Rasarecha, Yadcha, that you should you know, always have children even in your young. You don't know which you know, children will be raised uh, uh, on the proper path. Maybe the ones from your youth, maybe the ones from your older. And maybe they'll both be good and also good. What do they mean by older? How older? How older is older? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Good fine. try. Fine. It's not too late. It's not too late. It's too late. It's too late. Okay. 
Vim Shneim Kechot Tovim. Now, Rabbi Kiva said, it's talking about Torah. You've learned Torah in your youth, and you should learn Torah in your older age. If you have students in your youth, you should have students in your older age. That it's not too late for. To have students, for sure, not too late. Um, and um, and Shenemar Babokir's Raz Arecho, etc. Now, uh, the story goes that there were 12,000 pairs of students that Rabbi Kiva had from the town of Geves to Antifras, and they all died in the exact same time because they lacked the proper respect for each other, and the entire world was bereft of Torah study. They, was, they were the source for all Torah, and basically it was nobody that knew anything. Till Rabbi Kiva didn't give up, he went down to the rabbis in the south, and he taught them, and they are Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Yudah, Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Shimon, and Rabbi Lazar ben Shemua, and they are the ones who established Torah at that time, Rabbi Kiva, um, and uh, Rabbi Kiva, I mean, uh, they all died from the, this period of time between Pesach and Shavuos, and, um, and, that's a, and they died a very terrible death. They died a death of Askara, Deterio, a very sad death. Now, Psach Halacha, or Master says, Halacha is like not to give up. You know, even when you're older, have children, when you're on in years. Now, Rav Tanchum said in Rav Chinelai, any person who doesn't have a wife, he's like without simcha, without joy, without bracha, without good. Um, simcha, because it says, v'samachta to beisecha. Bracha is because it says, l'niach bracha el beisecha. Beisecha, first to the fa- your wife. And belotov, because it says, lotov yos adam levado. In Eretz Yisrael, they say if somebody is without a wife, he's like without Torah and without a wall. Torah, because it says, im ein ezrasi bi, if my ezer, my helpmate, is not with me, which is a reference to the Torah, is pushed away from me. And Choma is the, because the idea in the Keva of Gever, that's I think like, that's the source, the female surrounds the male, the minag that we have in a wedding, that the, the woman surrounds the husband for seven times at the, at the wedding, it's like that's a fulfillment of this verse in Yiv. Anyway, but the point being is, it's like she's the protection of the husband to keep him from you know, going all over the place. Okay. Uh, Rava Barula says that he's also without peace, because the Pasuk says, V'yadat ki shalom ha'alecha, ovkata novcha v'loisechta. Now, a Reb Shum Levi, I'm sorry, uh, yeah, if you know about your wife that she's Yerushamayim, and he doesn't, um, and he doesn't uh, have regular set times for relations, that's called the chayte, he's a sinner, as it says in this Pasuk. And Rabbi Shumalev furthermore says that a person is obligated to be with his wife uh, before he travels, and it's uh, based on that Pasuk. Even though there's another Pasuk, it says, which means that a woman has a special pining for her husband at the time when he goes to travel. Rabbi Yosef says, that's, that's the chiddush here is, is that even if it's very close to the time where she's expected to see her period, there's still an allowance to be with her. Um, the period of time is an ona, it's a 12-hour, either like the day or the night before. Um, and uh, that's if he's going for a, a rishos. But if he's going for a mitzvah, so then he's busy with this mindset of, of being involved in mitzvah, so then he's not mechuyiv. And that is where we left off, and we'll take it from here for today's daf.